The Come Again podcast tackles emotionally triggering content and contains words like fuck, sperm, masturbation den, and beast with the two backs. Listener discretion is advised. right in the door just like you've done before and wrap my heart round your little finger Here you come again. the dolly has slid us in for episode four of come again the ivf podcast where we talk about it from the male perspective i am as always jacob aldridge my co-host kurt sanders sharing our experience it's good to be back and welcome to all you come againers, as Kurt likes to call you. I prefer to be a little bit more direct. Welcome, you wankers, you <laughs> wannabes, and your wives. <laughs> Today's episode, as always, brought to you by a very nice beer. Beautiful. Nice pop. That's, a, that's not a bad pop right into the microphone, even with the pop filter on. Mm. Got a good pop. This is the Stone and Wood Pacific Ale. Uh, let me let me share you a story. There's an awful lot of stone and wood going on when it comes to having conversations <laughs> about sex, pregnancy, and IVF. Uh, and every now and then, if you're lucky, you can do it with a view of the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, and it is a classic, a new mm. classic, actually. The stone and wood. It's um, it's I th- I think it's copped the number one beer in the Hot 100 Beers craft. Countdown for a few years now, and, and but maybe not this year, but a couple of years ago. But and it, and yeah. Stone and Wood to me, they're they're one of those. They're so popular, they're so good that it almost doesn't feel like a craft beer anymore because they yeah. they are so exceptional and they were around so early. And I, I have to say, uh, you know, they've got a, a the, the other thing I love about Stone and Wood is the varieties have many different flavors. It's not one of those breweries where they've got six different beers that all taste, all the, taste same. the same. All taste like a fucking so, triple IPA. So <laughs> tearing your throat apart, <laughs> tearing your balls apart. So the Pacific Ale is quite good. The Garden Ale, not for me, but the Jasper. I oh, yeah. ever get a chance to have the Jasper. Maybe maybe we'll do that on the next episode. We'll grab the Jasper because I, I don't mind doubling down. Not at all. Not at all. Not when the beers on are this beers, good. On the misses. And on <laughs> multiple rounds of IVF. <laughs> on many, many rounds of IVF. So, where did we leave things last time? Well, it sounded like I was at the lowest of the low because in the last episode, episode three, shared not one but two ectopic pregnancies. Which we is just fucked. One in a million. <laughs> one in a million chance yeah. of, of really... Check the fact check. Um, ectopics are more common in IVF. Is that right? There you go. Slightly more common in IVF. Then, then I'm, I'm going to have to put out there that some of my statistics were perhaps uh, not quite. See, I, I just don't know. Because like, it just depends. Like The sources all seem to be like, they're, they're reputable, but different. Like A lot of things are different. So I suppose it's got to do with populations. and. Well, and let me share this one with you, especially for those of you who are early in the process. Uh, a lot of clinics will share their success rates or point you to the general success rates of IVF. Those are misleading in part for two reasons, lesbians and single mums. Right. Right. Because most of the listeners here, are, you know, they're, they're, they're men, they're experiencing either themselves or their partner or both, as we're going to talk about in this episode titled Whose Fault Is It Anyway?, 
Uh, you, you're having some difficulties getting pregnant naturally and that's why you're going through fertility treatment. Lesbians, single mothers, their main issue is that they don't have a dick to yeah, right. get involved in the process or strictly yeah. speaking, I suppose, the testicles. Yeah. So, so it's not necessarily fertility treatment. It's, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, their parts yeah. may be completely functional. You know, They could get pregnant. All they need to do is sit in a room with Hulk sperm Kurt Sanders over here <laughs> and, and they'd get pregnant but because that's not... <laughs> That was the sound of me <laughs> coming into a room, quite literally. I'll get you a towel. <laughs> You're going to need more than a towel, son. Get this man a, a gurney. <laughs> but, be, but because they don't have the privilege and the pleasure of spending time with you, Kurt, as I do mm. while we're recording this, they need fertility treatment. And, and so they're much more likely to get pregnant, which then means that the rest of us are actually less likely than the statistics suggest. They're skewing. And, mm. and, and I wonder how much. I wonder how much they're skewing. I mean, uh, I, I, you know, it's got nothing to do with the commentary on whether they should or shouldn't be doing it. I just wonder, like, what the volumes are like. You know what I mean? Well, and, uh, and because it's really fucking important to know your success rate. Like, I mean, this is one of my arguments about IVF all the time: is if you get cancer, they tell you they're like ninety percent chance. Yep, they know this. With IVF, there are percentages, but like as you say, the data is fucking all over the place. If they talk about it, it's like the number one thing is age. The older you get, the, yes. the lower the, yeah. the rate, right? But even then, they're still pulling from their clinic starter. You know, there, like there's a great writer, Mish Slade, from uh, and her fertility related website is the Duff, uh, which is the UK. She does some great commentary around. I mean, it was her experience, obviously her husband's experience, does some good commentary on the statistics, and they have to report through the NHS a lot more statistics there than than we do here in right. Australia. God bless them. One God of the them. one of the key points was. People start comparing these when they're shopping around. It's like, oh, that clinic's got a 40% success oh. rate and they're only 25, so we're going to yeah. go to the 40%. But those top-line numbers are so misleading because you know the 25% may specialise in women who've tried elsewhere and failed yeah. or yeah. women who are... Um, I mean, anything over 35 is geriatric. Mm. We're talking about geriatric pregnancies in, in, yeah, in both of our term, cases. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and so a clinic that specialises in that is going to have lower success rates. Mm. But if that's you, that's probably still where you want to go. So that's the risk in having that data mm. published is that humans are terrible with statistics. Yeah, right. And can, you know, hide data. Like there's no doubt about it. You can say, well, look, let's exclude all the data from women who had one tube. Mm. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You know, because that, that, that's an unfair... You know, comparison. Advantage. Comparison, yeah. Like, next, you know, we, we have a 99% success rate exactly, among women right? who actually get pregnant. Exactly. I actually was doing some research for these episodes um, yesterday and stumbled across a, a fertility treatment website and they were claiming women that come to us have a 70% success rate of falling pregnant. If I had a bullshit button... <laughs> I'd put my Hulk sperm through it. That just sounds like one of those doctors that just oh, knocks up his own patients. I know. Which happened. Yes. Which happened. Yes. All right. So today we, um, we've we talked about ectopics, but one of the things we wanted to talk about last time but didn't get a chance were the drugs. Oh. Uh, the and drugs do work. <laughs> and the drugs do. So I want to I start by – I want to start at the worst. So what – we found, and a lot of people find, as you go further and further into the IVF process, and in terms of sharing our story through these episodes, Harmony, my beautiful wife, and I are up to around four, and the further you get in, the more they start to do some other tests because something's you know not quite working, mm. and the normal batch of drugs 
you know, isn't quite working. So mm-hmm. they will spin out different drugs, you know, or maybe you'll try these do the same thing, but we'll we'll give you that in case that has a better reaction in your particular body. Mm-hmm. And they call them recipes. Recipes, they yeah, they're different recipes. recipes. Yeah, we'll give you a different recipe. It's like a fucking chef. One of the uh, things that... The, <laughs> <laughs> the separation of the egg pickup and the transfer. So we talked about the general process mm. where, you know, you'll have the egg pickup... Uh, your wife will go down into surgery, generally local an- a general anaesthetic, although local anaesthetic in at least one case uh, with Emma that, that you shared, mm. uh, while we go into the spank bank and, and give ourselves 36 seconds of pleasure. <laughs> they throw all that in the Petri dish, get an embryo, yep. bake it for five to seven days, and, and then stick it straight back in. So it's a, that's mm. called a fresh transfer. Yep. The alternative is to freeze or to freeze all. Yep. So if you end up with multiple embryos, they won't – my understanding is these days they won't generally do a multiple embryo transfer. They won't stick to yeah, a three I think, once. Um, they're shifting away from they're that. They're doing it a lot less these mm. days. I mean, that's why we had the fucking – Twins and the triplets yeah, and the yeah, Optima, yeah. all that all, shit yep. came along. And nowadays, they unless they really like think it's needed, they, mm. they won't really do it. But um, yeah, so th- this this freeze all thing. Yeah. So we 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 had a couple. I think we had a couple of those. Um, what do you know? Why you did the freeze all as opposed to a fresh? It's transfer? such a good fucking question because <laughs> this is the thing. Like I still, I feel like there's this. Uh, process in IVF where it's like, uh, you know, oh guys, you know, I think we can have a better chance if mm. we do this, and 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 you go at the time you're kind of like, okay, like so why? And they're like, well, you know, Q science, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, we need to do something yeah. different. <laughs> this is something different. Yeah, therefore, yeah. we need to do it. It's literally. I feel like. I mean, I know this isn't true, but I feel like it's the doctor going. Clicking away from it, like don't look at the IVF. Look at the freezer. Like yeah, it's a different ooh, that's go. where I do that. Yeah, so yeah, so we did a couple of rounds of freezers, um, because we fucking didn't get eggs. Like we just didn't produce a lot of eggs and a lot of viable ones. Yeah. Right. Like so, we talked about that in previous episodes. We, you know, be lucky if we had six to seven eggs, and then we'd be lucky to get one or two viables. Yeah. And, and then after that, they're like, you know, maybe we, what we could do is actually get these eggs and 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 get them to blastocyst get them to embryo stage and freeze them and then we can really judge it like we really grade the fuckers like we're yeah. like you know this is the this one here is the one it's like this the, is the best i have to tell yeah exactly it's like in the womb it's like it's like i'm gonna fucking do this right um so but it took i think it was um i'm gonna say round uh I'm going to say round four. I think it was round mm-hmm. four when they yep. decided to do it. And and to this day, I actually don't know why. And the statistics, again, stay to the end for the fact check. The statistics, as I understand them, is there's no discernible difference between a fresh transfer and a frozen transfer. Yeah, so it's, right. So it's not. And, and I talked about how in our first round, we were going to do a freeze-all. Mm. Uh, and they had one embryo that they felt wouldn't survive mm. freezing. And so we did a fresh transfer as a quote-unquote free hit yep. just to give it a shot. Didn't work out. Yeah. They kind of figured that. So for one of the things that we were going through was, you know, is it an inhospitable womb? Yep. Because you don't want to create this fantastic embryo blastocyst mm. and then put it into a, an inhospitable environment. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes, as I understand it, the drugs that they pump you full of, the hormones to get your eggs pumping and all of that kind of stuff, can also, 
I won't say it's not quite overstimulate because that has quite a technical mm. term around uh, the, the OHSS, uh, but it can get your womb not quite the right place. Mm. So when we did the freeze-alls, the process was around let's, let's separate the two steps. Mm. Let's get the eggs, fertilise them. We had better success getting eggs out. The number mm. of mature eggs and, and the older we got, the, the fewer there were of them and... And it was just a nutrition. You might start with 14 and end up with one or two, mm. uh, you know, five-ish day blast assists. Yeah. Uh, but let's focus on that is a separate process to getting your womb ready for the transfer, the right, fertilisation. Right. And then once we've got them, stick them in a freezer and then let's focus on the second part, which is getting yep. your womb more Getting, getting things and right. Ready. Yep. And that's, a, that's the benefit of a freeze all right? Yeah. It's like, it, you know, you've been pumped full of drugs or your partner's been pumped full of drugs for fucking weeks and weeks and yep. weeks. They, you know, the ovaries, you know, the eggs pop, everything's rolling. You might fucking have 16 eggs to get out and get out there. Now, it's important to remember that your partner is fucked at this point. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, tired, physically, yep. physically, emotionally wrecked because of these needles and the hormones and the drugs and all this shit. So, what a freezer does is by putting them in the freezer, it gives them the chance to just be them again, get that womb back to where it should be or where it potentially yeah. could be, yeah. Uh, most listeners, I think, would be familiar with a defibrillator, you know, clear, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, which, uh, you know, geez, I, I get very medical. I want to put a lot of caution on this, but fuck it, that's what the fact check's for at the <laughs> end. If you don't listen to the end and get the actual facts, <laughs> that's on you. I think they put a defibrillator <laughs> on my dick. <laughs> I think. I... That's next episode, <laughs> folks. Um, so a defibrillator stops your heart. Yeah. I always thought it got your heart in a rhythm. No, it stops your heart mm. with the view that your heart will then start again, mm. but in a proper rhythm. Sure. We went through a down regulation, which is where they basically shut off your hormones or you know my beautiful wife's hormones for a period of time, a couple of months, a few mm. months, with a view that once they stop that process, her body will kick back into, right. I'm actually only a, I may be geriatric, I'm only a 30-something-year-old woman, yeah. and, and the cycle, the natural hormones and everything will kick back in We better. did do that. We did do yeah. that. Yeah, that's all coming back to me now. Two most common drugs for a down-regulation, Cinerel, which we would take by spraying it up your nose, mm -hmm. and Zolidex. <laughs> Zolidex is the big one. It's not a place that you put your uh, contacts from the 80s. Hey, no, that's no, a Zolidex. 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 No rolling. So a Zol Zolidex, which, as I know, I think it was a drug that they discovered to help treat prostate cancer in men. Right. To prostate cancer in women. Uh, and for whatever reason they discovered you implant, it's an implant. Okay. So it's in there. It's in there for a month. Yep. It induces menopause. And I'm not talking slowly, like kind of. It, yeah, yeah, it legitimately shuts down the. Mm. Is it the? Uh, I won't try and remember which which system it is in the, mm. the female body that that creates the hormones and periods and cycles and all of those kind of things. It just it just turns that shit off, Fuck. and and pretty much overnight. Mm. And we went through three months of downregulation on Zolidex, which was the most horrific part of this entire cycle and I am including two ectopic pregnancies yeah, right. and losing the ability to get pregnant. Fuck. Yeah, and, right. So and so hang on a sec. Like just recapping. <laughs> you look like you're about to cry, oh, which yeah. is fine. Yeah. Which is fine. You lost you had two ectopic pregnancies. Yep. And Zola like this was 
far worse. This this was worse. This was prolonged. This was chronic. Yeah. This was relentless. And and that I think is part of it. There's no recovery. You're intentionally doing this for three consecutive mm. months. And guys, I have to say, I have crossed the Rubicon. I have been married to a woman going through menopause, albeit medically induced. Mm-hmm. Run, run for the fucking hills. It is, it is scary shit because it's the cliches. It's the hot flushes. It's the restless, the sleepless, the tossing and turning all night, waking up in a pool of sweat. Mm. It's the irritability, which my beautiful wife, bless her, love her dearly, has completely forgotten the fact that she just turned into me. She turned into this this really irritable prick for three months where just nothing. And part of that, it's exacerbated by the lack of sleep Mm. and by the fact that your brain starts to get foggy, by the the fact that you're getting these hot flushes for no reason in the middle of the workday. You're having to strip off and put on and all of these kind of things. Um, Harmony, my my beautiful wife, is an employment law counsel, workplace relations specialist. Mm. As a result of going through this drug, she now has a fascination and and really identified a major gap in employment law in in Australia and most of the Western world, which is how are we working with women going through menopause? Mm. Because she spent three months going through menopause in the workplace. Mm. Actually, she spent two months going through menopause in the workplace. Two months in, we went to a meeting with our... um, psychologist at the clinic supported us by giving us some free sessions yeah. which is quite helpful highly recommended which we should talk about mm. but sorry, but not going. not right now mm. uh and and she literally wrote a medical certificate that said harmony cannot come back to work fuck she ended up having months off work Dead set. because of the zolodex yeah because it was just so it impacted her physically it showed up in some mental health symptoms that were physical symptoms mm. she didn't have any mental health issues just a lot of this because of this drug and, and of course you're going through there supporting this woman who's trying to have your baby mm. at a time when it's just not a pleasant relationship so to be what, what's what's the delivery of this drug is it a needle it's it's a needle implant oh uh, sorry you said it's yeah a it's and a, so so we didn't do this we like mm. that does not we definitely didn't have that. <laughs> You'd remember it if yeah, you did. Yeah, because it, was, it wasn't it was an implant. I remember it did. It was a couple of months, but I think they just let, they let Emma just do it. Like, they're just, just like, yeah, just, just chill, relax. Chill for a couple of months. Go on a holiday, have a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah and just, just give it. And, and to be honest, I, I don't recall any massive problems with that. Mm. Saying that, Emma's, um, you know, like she's, she seems to physically bounce back, not too bad, apart from that. That laparoscopy, which yeah, was fucking wild, possibly the, the yeah, over anaesthetized. Yeah, yeah, but that 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 fucking sounds harrowing. Zolodex. And the interesting thing, so Zolodex and Cinerol are the two most common drugs for a down regulation to try and, and defibrillate your wound. One of the we had two fantastic um, administrator within the clinic, you know, kind of like the running the clinic really, clinic managers, and one of them had gone through. A lot of fertility treatment. You know, they both had that experience. She was the other way around. Zolodex wasn't too bad for her. It was Cinerol that seriously yeah, fucked right. her up. Yeah. Um, we was absolutely the, the Zolodex. Cinerol had some challenges mm. and it's still really messing with your body in, in a strong way, but it didn't have quite the same impact as, as the Zolodex. So, Do you mm. know, I mean, this might be a conversation for an episode further down the track, but do you know if there's, like apart from the fact that you have this fucking <laughs> shutdown. You have a shutdown, right? You just 
you're like, right, we're going to shut this down for a couple of months and just, you know, we're going to reset the system. Are there any long-term effects to that? Not, not to my knowledge. No? no. That shits me because no one <laughs> <laughs> should go through that and not, you know, you know, not wear the, you know, I'm just saying, like, it's, it's, it feels like it's something that's going to damage you for life. That, that's a huge... Well, it's, it's all medically induced. Yeah. I mean, it, and obviously the science is phenomenal. And as we got further into the IVF, we had more and more conversations with our specialists, which were along the lines of, there's been some studies in this and there's nothing definitive that shows that it really makes a difference, but do you want to try it anyway? Oh. Or this is experimental or yeah. this might have a 2% chance. And as we move beyond some of the horrific drugs to some of the things that really were like, well, you know, should we throw some more money at it and just give it a shot? And and for us, uh, I'm curious as to your experience, it kind of felt like we're in for a penny, we're in for a pound. Like we're mm. dropping something like five grand out of pocket for every round of IVF going through private health. What's an extra 500 bucks it's, to get some embryo? Yeah, I, and this is the point. This is the thing, right? So I, I feel like it's it's like... <laughs> It's like buying a house. <laughs> it's like... Except I, at least you know you're going to get a house at the yeah, end of the Yeah, exactly, right? But, you know, money takes on a different meaning when you buy a house. It's like, you know, this house is $500,000, but the owner wants five hundred and twelve, And you're like, all right, we'll give him five hundred and twelve. Yeah, let's try. Like, like 12 grand's fucking nothing, <laughs> right? Because, it, 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 you know, like you, you've just done five, six grand for this round of IVF. Your embryo glue is 500 and, and, mm-hmm. and it is absolutely, I work in marketing for a living and, <laughs> and it is one of the greatest marketing ploys do, of all time. Do you know much about embryo glue? Yeah, yeah, so look, yeah. yeah, so like there's, we did they it. do say, we, we they do say it. that embryo glue has changed. So if you're talking about embryo glue two years ago, that it's it's fair to say that it makes no difference, right? And an embryo glue basically is a glue that helps, allegedly helps stick. And they kind of coat the it embryo, on the, what, yeah, the blast assist and, and before the transfer. Before the transfer, it allegedly helps it latch on yeah. and stay there. So it's literally like buying a car and someone putting an extra door where there's no door hole. <laughs> This, but Would this, you like an extra yeah. door? Look at <laughs> these speed holes, Mr. Simpson. Exactly. This extra door hole is going to, you know, you'll be having more doors, you know? Like, your chances of being more dory. <laughs> like, and, and, and I know I've used two, like, big purchase kind of examples there. Well, I've never spent <laughs> as much on a car as we spend on IVF. Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's... it's so th- Anyway, so they say that... Um, embryo glue has changed and it's allegedly got an impact now but I mean I, I if if it if when you're in the heat of it and you just fucking desperately want well, this thing to work what are you going to do you're going to say no exactly right we're, we're not having any success yeah. we're five six rounds into IVF yeah. now and someone says look this might help hmm. no yeah like yeah I know you're going to and, say and, yes and you know everything. you're clutching at straws and, and you say yes and you do it and it's another 500 bucks down the drain which You'd be pumped if someone came up to you right now and gave you 500 bucks. You'd be pumped. But in that heat of that moment, you're like, yes, I'll fucking spend 500. Yeah. What's 500? I've just spent 5,000. So, um, you know, I think it's something to be really wary of, but I think it's also something to be wary of not just 
in the moment, but across the whole journey, right? You, like it's across the whole IVF you thing. You really have to be having those conversations as a couple oh, and, sure. and not sitting in the clinic with a doctor who, yeah. fabulous or not, yeah. is going to be somewhat biased yeah. to, towards treatment. And also, just remember, these things aren't – they're not explained – these are these are tick boxes. Yeah. Oh form. yeah, on a form. They're not they're not sitting there going now. If you use embryo, you can have a two percent more chance of X Y Z. Um, you know, I use embryo. I feel like that it's almost like a doctor in the fifties going, "I use embryo glue, Johnson's embryo <laughs> glue. Ah, I use nothing else." You know, that kind of shit. Like that's what it feels like. And 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 but but then yeah, you're right. Like you have to have these conversations beforehand. But but you don't know. You don't when you sit down this. To be honest, that was the first I'd ever fucking heard of embryo glue, ever. Yep. And do you know what? That is a clever name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that yeah, is yeah. a fucking well, clever... It... Embryo glue, it must stick. It must stick like fucking shit to a stick. <laughs> shit to really, a blanket. Yeah. What you want that embryo to do is actually burrow. Mm. You don't just want it to stick like shit to a blanket. No. You want it to burrow in and embed itself yeah. in, in the blanket. Exactly. Like a mind tick. <laughs> but But... Okay, so then we've got embryo glue, but also um, there's things like, you know, especially if you do a freeze-all, mm. um, you know, there's a freezing charge. Oh, yes. There's oh, yeah, yeah, the, charge. the add-ons. Yeah, there's especially, and um, I'm not, I can't quite remember this. Do, do they use, uh, all right, so I know over at my fertility mm-hmm. doctor, they still have one, like a vial of frozen curdo. <laughs> And they still have an saving, embryo. Saving Hulk sperm. Yeah, they for, still have uh, they still have one of Emma's embryos frozen. We, and it we costs have us, we have one. Yeah, it costs us five hundred bucks a year. Five hundred bucks a year is yeah. what we're paying as well yeah. for the privilege of hmm. potentially. And I mean, there's a whole other. What What are your options? Your options there are donation. Yeah. Actually, give, yeah. give it right. a crack or yeah. let it defrost. Yeah. There is or, a thir- pay, or pay $500 a year yeah. to just postpone that decision yeah. for, for a little There's a third bit option, which is burn down the clinic. <laughs> Claim it on know. insurance. They'll never know. But but so I don't know if they do this every freeze all, but whether um, – I know they did it with us. Like they froze all of Emma's stuff. They froze my stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah so I it never, wasn't like I, I went, had mine. Yeah, right. So they froze my stuff and then like they thought it both out at the same time, did their thing. Yeah. So, which I was a bit yeah, like, oh, yeah. I was like, is there any like, you know, negative effects to that? You know, don't you want a bit of a fresh batch? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, sure. Like, I'm happy to, br- I'll bring one from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've got some in the, <laughs> yeah, I will, I will speed in from home with a vial of my Hulk gear. But, but yeah, so they froze all my gear and, and, and like it was, that was the point where it was like, I feel like I've got a private chef. <laughs> I, feel, I got someone in the background mixing it up, cooking it good. As Bill Cosby would, they're cooking it up. He's cooking the pudding pie. Never eat something Bill Cosby has cooked no, up. No, ever, yeah. ever, ever. But yeah, so, um, but yeah, this. Co- but now that I think about it, like, and this potentially only just occurred to me now, and this is slightly embarrassing, but. That costs money to store my bits. I could have done it fresh yeah. and come in and yeah. like it costs fucking money. So there you go. There's there's all these like extra charges and all this stuff that just when you're paying five or six grand, they don't sound like a lot, but it pushes it out to seven grand or up. yeah, that's right. So you you've really got to, you know, be careful with that stuff. To the point of whose fault is it anyway? It comes to <laughs> what what are the the issues that are going on for you and certainly our experience was the more rounds you got into the more it could be anything and so you've got more experimental tech we 
we had genetic tests, we had some genetic test options that we actually declined because we were just like, that is 800 bucks that really doesn't feel like it's going on for us. And it's Mm. the gamble. It's like, well, maybe if the next two rounds of IVF fail, then maybe that sounds like a good test. for mine, the whole testing thing, I mean, there's tons of different tests. Genetic testing is expensive. But saying that, fucking interesting. Mm. It's, you know, it tells you some serious shit. But I think there might be a bit of an argument to say, like, it tells you something, but it doesn't necessarily tell the doctor what to do. Or that that's the problem. You may have a problem there, which is not in any way actually impacting your Mm. lack of ability to get pregnant. Exactly. So now you just have another problem. Oh, I can't get pregnant and I've got cancer. (laughs) And my chances of fucking, you know, Alzheimer's are 20% or whatever, you know. And my heritage is (laughs) mixed Scandinavian. Part Hulk. (laughs) Part surfer. If I had one key message that I wanted people to leave with me to talk about all these different tests and all the things that could go wrong, it, it's it's this. Sometimes it's really obvious that one of you is the reason you're not able to get pregnant naturally. Mm. And we've talked about tubes that are fucked or, or Harmony got to the point where she didn't have any tubes. Uh, I met, uh, I did a, an article with the Courier Mail when we were going mm. through it and sort of shared it and, and, and shone a light on it and had a, a, a guy... You know, buy me a coffee afterwards to just say thank you and to share his story. He was just shooting blanks. Mm. Knew it, you know, went in for that preliminary test. It was like, boom, quite clearly him, and, and they went down the sperm donor route. Those are extremes. Mm. Even if you're in an extreme case, and people will ask after they tell you about the friend of the friend who mm. just relaxed and got pregnant, they will ask, what is the problem? So whose who's problem yeah, is, is this? It, is it you? Yeah. Is it them? And, and my advice is it's a we. Yeah. No matter what, we are going through We are having trouble getting yeah. pregnant. And, and, and it sounds like you, like on the surface, like to some blokes, it, that does sound like you're just playing lip service to it, but it's actually such an important part of like the whole IVF experience is is actually talking about it in terms of we, mm-hmm. in terms of we, because it does keep you focused and yeah. it does keep you like... Oh, it keeps you together. And You're, we're in yeah, this together, exactly not right. It keeps other. you really, really empathetic of what each one of you is going through. You know, like you, you really start considering those things. Um, also, uh, when you talk about, you know, who's going through what, like, for example, my wife has, you know, we, we talked about this earlier episode. I had the, I had the surgeon bolt out of the tubes fucked. <laughs> tubes are fucked, you know. And I didn't tell Emma that on the day that mm. a surgeon mm. came out and said tubes are fucked. I, I said to her, you know, like, oh, I was waiting for the results. Like, you mm, know, let's see what happens. And, and it's important to have these little... Togetherness moments to just realise that you know it is us going through it, and and so to my point, my because it was my wife's tubes; those mm. were the scarred things, and and because of probably some virus she had when she was twelve, like not anything. Did fucking, you even would have no, realised at the time? No, nothing you would have known at the time, and and it wasn't you know it wasn't from an STD, it wasn't from anything like that. It was just she could have something something went wrong. Yep. And and for her, the the narrative of this is my fault came up daily. Wow. This is me. This is not your problem. And, you know, you don't have to do... You know, I, don't you just want to go and have a family with someone? Like, you, these yeah. kind of conversations. And, and it was that, that... That's where it was more important or absolutely vital that from my perspective, it was like, baby, 
we're going through this. Like we, this is us, not not you. Like you know, how how did how did that make you feel to have her? And and I I asked because after the second ectopic surgery, Harmony had the the same question. Yeah, you really want a kid? Yeah, clearly, you're going through this. You know, if, if I'm the block, and we'll get to me and, and the fact that it wasn't. It really was a, a an us thing in, in our mm. situation. How do how do you how do you feel when when this woman you love looks yeah. at you and says you should go and find someone else and and have the family? That yeah, you I know it's it's not a simple it's not a simple question to answer because it is very multifaceted. Because let's not forget, I was dragged into this. Like mm. I was very much like, you know, when I say dragged into it, it's not that I was sitting there going fuck this. I that was came a bit later. <laughs> It's <laughs> slightly later. We're nearly there. We're nearly at the fuck this moment. Um, for me, it was more along the lines of, all right, was, yes, we are in this together. Um, yes, it's fucking costing <laughs> tons of cash, yeah. like tons of cash. Like it's really expensive. And, and for some people, and in particular, actually, I, I, can, I will admit to being slightly hung up on that, mm. really hung up on that because, you know, like it's... <sighs> I quantified it in terms of like things I could have otherwise, like you know, like I'd look at the uh, amount. With another house, yeah, fucking exactly right. Like this, this could have like set us up for a way bigger future. And you but know, no one, no one has kids because they're cheap. Yeah, they? yeah, I, I get that, I understand that. But like some people do because it's fucking free the first time, right? <laughs> but, but but when when you see someone like my wife, who is actually quite an emotional person, like she's um sorry, emotional is probably not the right word. She's a sensitive person. Yeah. She she is an empath basically. I, I nearly to the nth degree. If she sees um. Uh, old man in a wheelchair trying to get up a hill on his own. She will think about that for a week. Right. Yeah, like she and, will and like, not in a. I'm still laughing at that. <laughs> no, she's far better than us. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, well, maybe he should just get up and what you know, like maybe he shit. should be trying to go down yeah. the hill. What <laughs> yeah, a fucking yeah, idiot! Yeah, yeah. You know, there's got to be a downhill route. But no, so she's that person, right? It's like she's she's like an empath. So for me to to sit there and hear, um, f- for me to sit there and hear her go, oh, you know, you should just go and do this mm. with someone else. Like she fucking means it. Well, it's not just lip service. It's not just her the going emotional lashing. It's out. not just a oh, Kurt looks like he's had enough. I'm just gonna, you know, give him some, you know, oh, some sympathy or whatever. It's. Like she fucking meant it. Like she's just like, this is bullshit. You don't. You shouldn't have to put up with this. But secondly, I was just like, look, baby, in my head, I'm like, I'm cool if this happens or it doesn't. Mm. But you know, like I'm gonna be okay regardless of what happens. So let's do this. Let's just keep rolling on. Um, that's like one micro answer in a macrocosm of many, many, many things that happen during. Every fucking round of IVF, you mm-hmm. go through every moment that you know you're disappointed, or you, you know, you think you've won, or something like that, or just even the in betweens. There's moments between. So, um, for me, it's very, I won't say difficult to talk about, but it is difficult to respond because Emma is such an empathetic, like she is an empath, like she feels, 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 feels. So, when she says something like that, she means it. Um, that's that's a hard place to come back from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's actually a really hard position to keep, like, um, 
to keep positive about it. Um, and I, I, I will say this about myself in that situation. I, I think I did a good job of staying fairly like, well, you know, baby, like fucking, yeah. We're, we're in this together. Yeah, uh, that's all I had yeah. really, like, like a dickhead. Even um, if you're not feeling it, that's what you got to be saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly right, exactly right. So, look, yeah, I, I feel like um, to not make too sore a point of it, it's really about your perspective on this thing to start with. Like like you were saying, you know, you'd been playing kids for years. Yeah, yeah I was up for it. You know, I'm still not quite right. Like, I'm, st- <laughs> I'm still not, you know, like, I'm still like, yeah, whatever, kid or a vacation. So, um, look, it's, it's, yeah, it's one of those things. It's, it is so multi-layered mm. when you dive in. Mm. Yeah. We should take a break because we're fucking talking your ear off. 25th of July, 1978, an absolutely average child was born, at least it seemed so. But this baby made history before she was even born. She was conceived in a test tube. Apart from that, everything was just the same, just like other babies. When I first saw her, all I seen was just a beautiful baby. She had blue eyes, blonde hair, and she was just beautiful, she was perfect. The long-awaited child from the test tube. Her parents had been hoping for nine years, but Mrs. Brown had been unable to conceive. Although I knew it had all happened, it was hard to believe it had happened to me. It wasn't just a dream. And I think the first few nights I wake up and I used to ask to go and see the baby because I couldn't believe it. It was true. It happened. Two and a half kilograms and hale and hearty. The existence of this child gave hope to millions of childless couples. It does feel special, seeing as, um, I mean, there's lots of children now that have been fertilised that way. So, but it does feel sort of special to be the first one. And we're back. So I flagged, well, Kurt was sharing that, how in our case it was it really was a a we thing uh, and obviously as we got through the second ectopic pregnancy and and it was literally impossible for us to get pregnant naturally mm. uh, but along the way there were a lot of steps so you know harmony's tubes were challenging that was some of the issue that was going on we skipped over some of the early tests because it was like, well, you know, we didn't do the IUI, the, the turkey-based, yeah, sure. uh, yeah, so yeah, there were maybe yeah. even more things we didn't quite work out, PCOS and, and some of these things going on. The motility of my sperm, if I recall correctly, there are two main things that they test, which is like density and motility, mm. how many you've got and whether they actually wriggle well. Yep. Um, and they're lazy bastards or something. I think yeah. I just, so I, I don't really <laughs> own this, but I think I was just not quite the motility. I'm a slow guy. I'm a slow, I'm, you know, I was probably a seven-day blastocyst. I, you know, low motility yeah. on the sperm. So there was a bit of that going on. And one of the extras that we paid for was ICI. And I'll let the fact check tell me yeah. what those three letters talk sure, about. But, sure. but this is basically where they, in addition to, you know, washing your sperm and, and getting the the eggs and putting them all in the Petri dish and, and you know, letting them go like a, a grade 11 dance, not a grade 8 dance... Uh, in this case, they actually they run a bit of a, a reality TV show for the sperm. You know, will you be the sperm? Pick out the best ones, the strongest swimmers, and those kind of things. And they literally inject the sperm into the egg. Mm. So instead of dot 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 woohoo yep. kind of journey and, and experience, they actually bypass even that. Right. To inject it. We had an issue 
where about half the time the egg would just go, nah, fuck off. <laughs> like they would literally, really? they would inject a sperm into the egg and the egg would spit it back out again. There's, there's a joke somewhere Sorry, about I'm not, I'm not laughing at your situation. No, you're laughing at the, the joke about swallowing or spitting. No, I'm oh, laughing. I'm, I'm laughing at, at, you know, the literal prom yeah. that's happening. The, the literal prom night that's happening. In so, the, yeah. so that was one when people would ask us, whose fault is it or what's, you know, however they phrased it, what's going on? Is it you? Is it her? Uh, and I owned the, it's us. We are experiencing this. We are going through this together as a couple. Uh, and I would use... Intracervical insemination. Intracervical insemination. There you I- go. ICI. ICI. Or I- Imperial I- Chemical Industries. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the former. Yeah. So, yeah, and I would literally share that, that, that at some level my sperm and her eggs were incompatible. They were pissed. Yeah. Mm. And and so that was one of the issues when we'd have this just atrophy from 14, 16 eggs collected all the way down to one-ish. Mm. And, and we had one instance where we got up on the morning of a transfer and got the phone call to say, don't bother coming in. There's right. nothing for you. Yep. Uh, so but literally one of the things was that, yeah, our, our, our bits just didn't play nice together. Insane. And, and so the... Te- do you remember the cost of that test? Like to that fu- was that like, was because that information to me is also a little bit like, I. Do you need to know it? Well, that like, was a, that was a value know? add. That was like an extra three hundred right, bucks. It's right. like the embryo oh, glue. Fuck. Tick a box. Yeah. Would okay. you like us to do ICI on this round of IVF? Far out. And again, once you, and once you tick it once, you're doing that on every subsequent round. Yep. So we're getting up to I think it was it was IVF round six was the one where there was no viable embryo. So we couldn't do the, the fresh uh, and we started to really dig into the, the deeper tests. Uh, that was one of the things that we were just paying for every time and that what, what that revealed was, hey guys, one of the reasons, tick this box on infertility bingo, one of the reasons you can't get pregnant is that your sperm and her eggs don't really get along. Yeah, right. That's amazing. I've actually, I haven't actually heard that one before. We, because we, I think when we, like, talking about it seriously, like, we really got the shits with the cost of it after a while. Like, and it wasn't, I say the cost of it, but it was more along, like, because I do what I do for a living, I was just calling bullshit on everything, (laughs) right? But whether I was right or wrong is another question, really. Like, I, I make no bones about that. Like, I'm not convinced by any yeah, the, stretch the, that the I'm The Gruen correct. transfer yeah. would do a good episode it's, on fertility yeah, treatment. And, and it's such an emotional purchase. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly right. It is absolutely emotional. And how charged. do you turn to your wife and say, no, I'm too cheap to spend 500 bucks on well, that thing that might give us the child? Well, the way want. you do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. That, the, that was not a rhetorical the, question, The way folks. you do it is actually explaining why they're doing it, what they're doing. Like, so, I, you know, I sit there and I look at, like the process of upselling. Yeah. In, in yeah. Like, you know, I fucking I know this shit. I know it well. The process of upselling in IVF is so effective. Yeah. It's it's just a very easy thing. Tip th- tick this box. It's part, you know, charge, charge, charge. Tick this box. You don't even realise what you're banking up before you do it. Whereas for me, like I had the the radar on for that. You know oh, what I mean? The, the lack of clarity around what are you getting back from the goal? Like you've got no idea. You, at no point yeah. do you ever sign a document that says you will be out of pocket X. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and also the thing that made me sniff a little bit deeper 
<laughs> about this. You know, if you're sniffing down there, you're never going to get it pregnant. I know, I know. But the thing that the thing that made me sniff a bit deeper about this was was embryo glue. I was like, I remember the first time I saw it, and I was like, oh, fucking glue. Why yeah. don't, and they always do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I ticked it. Like, we ticked it. I was like, yeah, fuck, right, give it a go. You're like, you know, ching, ching, take my cash. And I actually remember when we walked out of there, and it was literally within seconds, I was like, think, and it, I don't know why it flew back into my head, but I was like, I just got fucking marketed. <laughs> I just did a me to me. And 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 that made me far more wary but yep. of, of everything else that goes around. Um with this stuff and and to 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 an acceptable level, but but then then that was the point, right? Because Emma was like, "Oh, you know, what if we do this or we do that?" And I was like, "I'm convinced these guys are just tossing eggs in us, yep, and tossing sperm in us or in you, and and going and saying, you know, you know, shooting at the clouds. Let's yeah, let's, let's have another crack next time." So I'm like. Yeah. I'm convinced we don't need the extra. I'm, I'm sure this is all upsell. We, we ended up going through nine rounds of IVF. Mm. And on the one hand, that is, it is enormous. Mm. It sounds enormous. It is That's enormous. A f- it is fucking massive. On the other hand... To the listeners at home, that mm. is a lot. Nine uh, is a lot. Well, then I did the math. Mm. You want to talk about the dollars, <laughs> the dollars and cents yeah. between the actual IVF procedures, all of the extras, the value mm. adds... Um, all of that added up to about $70,000 mm. that we were out of pocket. Yep. And then we had all the time that Harmony had off work, yep. which was we took time off to relax mm-hmm. and then, you know, we, to we recover, were in a position to do, to do these things, this. Yeah. Um, the Zolodex, she ended up with three months off. She never went back to work full-time mm. after the Zolodex. Right. She slowly worked her way after a, a little bit of time off, slowly worked her way one day a week, two day a week, all mm. of that kind of stuff. Got to four days a week for years. That was the best that she could get to recovering from that. And so that was, I worked out another $70,000 of after-tax income that would have gone into our pockets. Mm. So all up, we spent $140,000 on, on the fertility treatment. I'm My eyes are watering. Yeah. Yeah. Which is like, all right, so <clears throat> we're talking about 500 bucks for IVF glue, or yeah. fit, or what do we call it, embryo glue. If someone came up and gave you 140 grand, you'd be pumped. I'd, 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 I guess I probably would you'd be. You'd be fucking I'd, pumped. I'd bend over to pick it up. But the thing is, the average punter, like, all right, so... And, and we were in a position to do that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I run my own business. <clears throat> yeah. I charge intelligent business owners <laughs> a fuck ton of money yeah. to help them. To do and, their and thing, I, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so I'm in a position where, you know, over a five-year period, that is a manageable amount of money. Mm. If, if you're in a situation where you're having to find a bulk bill clinic... Mm who are probably not going to offer you some of these extras because if you're not a fairly vanilla infertility case, mm. they're not going to want to help oh, you. They'll take your money. They'll, they'll take they'll your they'll money, take your but only for the first ex- couple of cycles exactly, of the government. Yeah. Um, and that is that is a horrible, and I've read stories, uh, it's a horrible situation where it literally is the conversation of, can we save up for the next 12 months to mm. have another go at IVF? Yep. Uh, we went through nine rounds financially, draining privilege that we were able to afford it Mm. emotionally fucking exhausting Mm. and yet you also think they tell you to try for 12 months before they'll Mm -hmm. really get invasive that's on average that's 12 uh, cycles menstrual cycles 12 Mm. chances to get knocked up Mm. which isn't a whole lot no it's not it's not it's actually so we only we had nine cracks Mm. through fertility treatment which is less than 12 
yeah. get the fact checker to, to, to <laughs> double check the maps. Now, if I do that the in Pacific my head, yeah, very, yeah. So on the other hand, we we were only having a few cracks at it. Mm-hmm. And so the, the doctors that are then throwing all these recommendations at you, try something different, try this experimental, this has oh. got a 1% or 2% chance. At the end of the day, it's like we could have just been unlucky yeah and, and we'd never know but also that that is actually another outrageous point because for for you and this isn't all doctors this isn't all oh, the doctors oh and look our doctor but, i think was fantastic yeah. but you can't help but ask yourself the question yeah but like just to to hear like you've just potentially well all right we'll, we'll talk about this we've just had a we had a chemical pregnancy so we're about th- i think it's fourth third or fourth round in we had a chemical pregnancy can't remember the exact round. Sorry, it's about that yeah, chemical pregnancy, which is where the body is pregnant, but it's pretty fucking garbage. Like it's just not a high quality thing. Like the there's these tests they do, and there's these num like you want it in the hundreds and thousands, and yeah. you want these levels in the and they're pretty low. Yeah, you're pregnant, but look, this it, probably it ain't gonna good. go on, yeah. right? And um, my wife had a miscarriage at that point, um, which was that one in particular. I say wasn't too bad, like the guy that oh, didn't I have see, to go yeah, through it. And but again, yeah, we yeah. had, we had a, a very similar situation, chemical pregnancy, and I was very unsupportive and unsympathetic. Yeah, it's, when I think in hindsight, I'm like, yeah, I was a, not at a prick, but just like very like, ah, oh, that didn't seem like a big deal. Like, it fucking is. Of course it's a big deal. Every loss is a big one. But um, after that, you know, you go in and have the scan to just confirm that everything's gone. Yeah, you have know, actually and, miscarried and properly. for some reason, my wife never did miscarry properly. Like, she'd have these miscarriages and then they'd be like, yeah, we gotta, we got to go in there and clean it up. Which is another expensive thing yeah. and, 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 you know, it's another general anaesthetic for her and it's another recovery period for her and all those kind of things. Um, and we'll get into what that kind of means down, yeah, the, down track. the track. But then you hear... You get the you go oh right, guys I'd like to I'd like you to come in tomorrow and we can have a chat about options and the option is you just got to keep throwing them in there oh yeah there's never the let's sit down and have a conversation about whether you stop yeah if you raise it when they're happy to have the conversation yeah. but yeah. that's not something that the doctor's going to sit down and have a conversation with we got to the point um, part of Harmony's uterus got sent to Valencia Spain mm. that was probably the that's most nice expensive part of the world. Test. <laughs> <laughs> Most expensive test that we did. I've been there. The Holy Grail, the the according to the Catholic Church, the cup that Jesus drank out yeah, at the yeah. Last Supper. That is in a in a chapel in Valencia, Spain. It's yep. a beautiful seaside city. We got to send part of ourselves there because yep. of, and that was the assumption is that they normally do the transfer five days after. They do the egg pickup yeah. because, on average, that's kind of how long it, it takes yeah, yeah. for the womb to get ready. That, that thing yeah, to yeah. get going, yeah. 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 Um, but that's an average. So your specific uterine wall right. thickness may be slower or faster. Mm. And if it's 12 hours slower, you're transferring an embryo at the wrong time. <laughs> your body's not ready. Oh or if God. it's faster. So what they do is they you go through that whole process, but instead mm. of doing a transfer, they do a biopsy where they take a, a segment of your uterine wall to mm. test its thickness and compare that to what it is on average at that point in time to determine whether you need to be doing things earlier or later. That's the level of specificity and yeah. experimentation and that we do. We sent it out all the way. I think that was about 800 euros that cost us to tell us that actually how many was exactly average in yeah. that situation. There you go. We had to worry about. 800 euros. What's that? 16? No. Uh, that's, 15? A, that's about that's about 1,400. 1,400 I bucks. think. So, you know, Fact like... Check. 
fact check but all these things just like they get pitched at you and you're in such an emotionally vulnerable state that you go yes yes fucking take my credit card take my card take my money um look we've run out of time let's leave it there we may pick up a little bit more of this next time because it is a fascinating conversation but i actually think it's a vital conversation for blokes to understand um and balance the emotion and the cash the final thought for me you're in a position to afford or, you know, be able to dish out $140,000 worth of mm-hmm. IVF costs and loss of income over, you know, several years. I think for me, our, our total cost was probably fifty or $60,000. Um, and most of that was the profits of a house we sold. Wow. Yeah. There's a conversation mm. we'll get to. Well, I mean, yeah, you're sure it is, but it's also like... <clears throat> what else is it? Like, you know, like what else could that have been? So, which... I get, like, you know, like people will be, some people will be like, well, it was worth every cent because you got a baby out of it, which I'm not saying we did get a baby out of it, but if you did, if you did, yeah, they'd be like, oh, well, you know, look at this yeah, bundle of joy you've but got. But you know, it's no guarantee. It's not like, it's not like, <laughs> hey, I've got chlamydia, I'll go and get some penicillin, it'll fix it right yeah, up. Yeah, that's exactly hypothetically. right. And, and I think that is a good conversation for the, maybe the next episode is to talk about expectation because, um, it's not like buying a carton of milk. It's like handing over all the money you ever spent in 10 years for a carton of milk and then not getting and a hoping, carton of milk. And hoping you actually get a carton exactly of milk right. and not Kurt's frozen Hulksburn. That's exactly right. Uh, gents, thank you very much. Jacob, thank you as always for joining us and um, discussing uh, what exactly goes on for blokes in IVF. We'll talk next week. In the quiet words of the Virgin Mary... Come again.